0: gotta be a place up ahead where men ain't low down and poker's played fair. If there weren't, what are all the songs about? I'll see y'all there. And we can sing together, shake our heads over all the meanness and the used to be, and figure out whether or not Lost is a good TV show. Hi, welcome to All the Best Podcasts Have Daddy Issues, a podcast about whether or not Lost is a good TV show. I'm your host, Nolan Pavlich.
1: And I'm Emma May.
0: And we're here to talk about Season 3, Episode 5, The Cost of Living. Emma, how are you feeling on this episode?
1: I'm pissed.
0: Oh. I'm mad. Oh my goodness.
1: Didn't like that. Didn't like Uh that. I like the episode just fine, but I I wasn't expecting the ending. I knew it was coming this season, but I didn't realize it Mm -hmm. was five episodes in. So I'm a little upset.
0: Yeah, he's... And he's, he really is not, I mean, he's in it. It's not that he's not in this episode. I'm I'm trying to think of how to, it's like he's not quite present. I I mean, we're going to see it when we go through the recap here. A lot of his scenes in this episode, at least in the present day stuff, is just him stumbling through the jungle on his own. Right. Like, they're going to be real quick to describe because nobody says anything and it's kind of just like... You know, imagery. I I don't know. He doesn't have a lot to do on the island. His flashbacks are
1: good, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he has a concussion the entire time he's on the island. Bert is dazed and confused. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I know. We spent all this time hoping somebody would finally get a concussion, and it Mm -hmm. happened. And uh, what hath we wrought? Um, Yeah, I think overall it's a pretty good episode, but I mean. We're and here's where we're going to talk about um, some stuff. If you haven't listened to the episode that we did on the lost uh, writers' room toxicity controversy controversies, um, the controversies, by the way, is uh, mm. that's like uh, when when Hillary Clinton has a controversy. I think yeah, it's like scandalous um, her
1: story. Yeah, herster Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> Controversies. Um, I, you know, I, I don't want to go super deep into it again, mostly because I, I mean, I just don't want to dwell on it for too long. But I mean, we, we do have to talk about it in this episode for sure. So if you listen to that episode, though, I mean, I don't think we talk about how it's spoilers in that one, but I think this is about as far forward as we go in terms of spoilers we might talk about some of the later stuff a little bit so i'm not sure on that but mm. um yeah uh adewale agnoy uh, did not want to be on the show anymore um he's barely in what was that, episode three mm-hmm. uh and then he's in this episode at least and this is kind of i mean this is his send-off Um, I guess we should maybe just start and talk about the toxicity stuff. Yeah, that might
1: be a good frame for this episode because it did feel a little off.
0: So, uh, this episode was written by Monica Owusu-Breen and Allison Schapker, um, who this is the last time either of them, this is the only episode they ever are credited with writing on the show. I think that they are still writers throughout the rest of the season. It's just they're not credited with episodes. Um, they are, I know that they're on stage after this season when Lost, uh, is, uh, winning Emmys, Hmm. uh, for writing. So they are at least involved enough in the rest of the season, I think, to be part of that. But, um, yeah, and I'm not even really going to bring up the stuff with them, but, uh, I think mostly Monica Obusu-Breen, uh, talks in the Vanity Fair article or, I guess, the the Vanity Fair excerpt of the Burn It Down book, which talks about all of these controversies. Uh, she, she is uh, the one that uh, talked to the author, I think, more. And talks about how uh, horrible of an environment the writer's room was. Um, and how they felt like they were kind of like a, a second tier of writers uh, being given you know, the, the echo death and... Um, I'm just going to read this. This is an excerpt from uh, uh, From that. It's uh, Owusu Breen and Sh- Shapker were assigned the episode in, in which Akidnoia Agbaje's character, Mr. Echo, is killed off. The actor wanted to leave the show, a situation that can be an inconvenience to producers, but is a relatively normal event. The conversation that took place when Owusu Breen and her writing partner got feedback from Cuse on their episode was not normal, and that's Carlton Cuse, uh, one of the showrunners. Uh, The showrunner, it seemed, had been thinking about how Mr. Echo should die. Carlton said something to the effect of, I want to hang him from the highest tree. God, if we could only cut his dick off and shove it down his throat. At which point I, meaning Owusu Breen, said, "Uh, You may want to temper the lynching imagery, (laughs) lest you offend. And I was very clearly angry. Another person who was present, uh, also recalled Cuse offering violent imagery of Echo's death in the trees in a way that immediately made them think of lynching. Mm-hmm. Uh, this person said that they definitely heard the remark about the character's genitals, but doesn't recall if it was Cuse that said it. Uh, Adewale Akinoya Agbaje, I don't think he's ever really talked about why he wanted to leave the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that both of his parents died very uh, close to, another, to each other. Um, and... Uh, I I think that that's the most we've ever gotten from him is that he just didn't want to be uh, away from home in Hawaii while that was happening um, or after that had happened. Uh, and uh, so he, I don't think, has ever really spoken out about, like, a toxic environment on Lost. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to, like, assume that that's why he wanted to leave. But if you told me that was why he wanted to leave, I also wouldn't be, like, shocked or anything like that just based on this kind of stuff where him wanting to leave gets them gets carlton q so mad that he uh starts going extremely racist about it
1: right yeah um prior to us recording today i was uh looking up some articles to see if i could find anything uh, about his departure and I did find a little excerpt from an interview with TV Guide. Uh, This is from 2006 Mm -hmm. with the showrunners and they asked about him leaving specifically. Um, The interviewer said it's no secret secret that Adewale wasn't the most beloved cast member. Did that play any role in his departure? Uh, My colleague reports that per multiple sources. The 39 year old actor had become an increasingly difficult presence on set, refusing to film scenes as scripted, insisting on re- rewrites, and even demanding several times to be released from his contract. Um, and this is back in 2006. Liniloff responded We don't really talk about anything other than the creative decisions made on the show. If you're hearing it from other people, you're not hearing it from us, not to mention we're in LA, so we would never let that kind of thing determine the creative direction of the show. We're all in the service of the story. Um, the story that they're creating is, you know, it's centered around for Adewale, this Black person from Africa, and he should have some kind of say on it. Like the the things that they're citing as somebody being difficult doesn't really it's not the same that it would be now you know like
0: and especially because in that same uh episode we kind of we talked about it a little bit back then too is uh harold perrineau wanting to like not be like hey maybe michael shouldn't be like an absent black father right uh and Basically, immediately getting ostracized and maybe even getting fired over over that. So, like, yeah, the whole, like, this guy was being really difficult. He kept wanting rewrites. Um, I mean, I, I will say, knowing what a cudgel it has been uh, against, like, actors who tried speaking out about stuff, I basically never... Uh, it doesn't influence my... Judgment one way or the other when I hear like, oh, this person was really difficult on set, Mm -hmm. Um, because the the amount of times like you hear that and then you find out it's like oh, it's because this person didn't want to sleep with Harvey Weinstein, yeah, whatever, right? Uh, Not that that's what was going on on Lost. I'm just saying in terms of, uh, it it's often used as a way to uh, get the public against somebody without ever like. Like in the with that that quote that you read from Damon Lindelof, he never says like, uh, "Oh no, Adewale's was great to work with." He says, "Oh well, you're not hearing that from us." Yeah, exactly. Like, like, he's uh, just he, pointing he, the
1: he, finger somewhere else. Like he's not right. He's uh, just
0: saying like, "Hey, you didn't hear that from me," mm-hmm. essentially. Right. Uh, which is so spineless and weak. Um, <laughs> I don't know. The I, I mean, we don't we don't have to dwell on it too much, but it is important to talk about, and also why. This episode does not quite have... the it, it doesn't linger on the emotional resonance the way other ones have. Um, like, you know, I loved... I, not loved, I don't know. Well, I don't know. I loved Shannon's character. Mm-hmm. Her death should not have been treated with more reverence than Echo's, frankly. Yeah. Echo was so much more important to the show.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: as much as I like Shannon. And I know that she was maybe a little bit of an earlier death... And maybe now we're getting to the point where it's less impactful every time. But, um, you know, like this episode, like they barely even spend any time <laughs> like thinking about Echo's death before like we get the the, the ending line and it kind of like ends on this cliffhanger. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I think that it is important to talk about that stuff because Echo definitely got uh, the short end of the, uh, the prayer stick uh, on this mm-hmm. one. Uh, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let's let's get into the episode then. So this episode aired November 1st, 2006. Uh, as we said, it was written by Monica Tsu-Breen and Alec and Shapker. And it was directed by Jack Bender. Um, and I believe we start with a flashback.
1: Yes, we do. So uh, Echo and Yemi are breaking into a pantry a little shed to find food and they end up getting caught by a nun and brought to confession and mm-hmm. uh, echo says that he was just trying to feed his little brother but that doesn't matter to the nun um he's still sinned um and then it it goes into the rest of the episode
0: yeah yeah just a little short one mm-hmm. i mean it, it's a good I think that the the flashbacks are really well written. Yeah, um, like I do like this direction for Echo too, like this like unapologetic, um, like I'm doing what I have to do, thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is it is cool. Um, let me ask: since it plays such a big part in this, have you ever given confession at a church? Or I guess at a Catholic church specifically. No, I
1: never have, but I have seen Sopranos, so I kind of oh, know okay. so it's basically everything the same about thing. it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I haven't. Have you?
0: Uh, no, I haven't. I would. Uh, I. I don't even know uh, that. Um, I mean, this is obviously a very hack joke, but it feels like it would just be like, "What well, do I just sit there listing everything I do all the time?" <laughs> I think it's all a sin. So like. That seems exhausting. Mm-hmm. I would also have a hard time having a Catholic priest tell me what to do, I think. I'd be like, well, hold, hold on, where you? you're you not a picture of moral authority. Mm-hmm. I should be telling you how to repent, dude. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the episode starts with uh, Saeed, who is, apparently, they just kind of gloss over him and uh, Jin and Son getting back to camp, which Jin and Son don't even show up in this yeah. episode. Um The, they, uh, they made a big deal about them being gone (laughs) when Locke was given his speech about how he's going to get everyone back, and then apparently that don't matter. Mm -hmm. But Said and Hurley are examining Echo, who has been passed out for, uh, days, apparently. Um, uh, Hurley, uh, as they're leaving, Hurley says, yeah, well, just stay alive, dude, which is, I guess, uh, foreshadowing for him not doing so. Um... We see a little bit of a recap of his first flashback episode. I, there wasn't anything new in that, right? No. mm It was just, like, flashes. It was weird. I mean, it, I'm not going to say that it wasn't, like, super corny or anything like that, as it could have been. Um, but it also felt like it could have just all been in the previously on Lost. Right. Yeah. Um, so I'm not 100% sure why they did it like that. Maybe they just were watching... Maybe they were editing the episode together and it was... They were thinking it didn't quite make sense. Mm -hmm. There's a a couple things like that actually over the course of the episode that I'll probably end up uh, talking about. Uh, Echo uh, wakes up in his tent um, to uh, see Yemi sitting there with a lighter telling him that it's time to confess and be judged. And then as we see Hurley, Saeed, and Charlie are walking away from the tent, they turn around and realize it's on fire. So they pull out Echo, uh, who starts uh, talking about his brother, uh, as they're putting out the fire on the tent, um, Locke shows up. I f- frankly, I think they should have questioned Charlie about the fire a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think he should be off the hook for that. Uh, and uh, Locke shows up and asks where Echo is. And uh, they realize that he has gone. They just uh, didn't see him take off, I guess. Um, Jack is in his cell doing uh, pull-ups. Uh let me ask you about this. How do you feel about these? He's... These pull-ups. He's
1: working out real hard. He's got to mm-hmm. stay buff.
0: Yeah. I mean, he. It, it makes sense. I mean, and I think it's... It was uh, good preparation that he's doing, because he does end up shirtless <laughs> uh, in about 30 seconds, so I guess he knew. Um, ben comes in wearing uh, white pants and a white shirt. Halt. And I don't, I don't, yeah, okay. So that's what I was going to say. It's like, if you were like, hey, props master, I need uh, outfits for a cult. Um, And I'm sorry, we need it in about five minutes. Like, this is what they would show up with, right? Like, this is, this is so cult coded. Um, We
1: couldn't see it, but he was wearing Nikes. (laughs) Yes,
0: of course, of course. Um, (laughs) uh, He, uh um He gives Jack a white shirt and tells him to come outside because uh, they're going for a walk. And then, as he's turning away, Jack asks him if his tumor hurts uh, because he says the the tumor is going to kill Ben uh, if it was unless those X-rays were taken extremely recently. Uh, ben plays dumb, uh, saying he doesn't know what Jack is talking about. Jack is uh, led to a funeral. Uh, they are giving uh, Colleen a Viking funeral, which as I believe I've said on the show before, is exactly what I want. Um, have we talked about what kind of funeral
1: you want, Emma? I <laughs> think we have. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> this keeps coming up. I want to be buried in the ground with nothing but like a white sheet.
0: Really? Yeah. Nothing oh, wow. between
1: me and the ground.
0: Oh. Okay. I want to go Do you back to, to Mother Nature? Do you want to turn into like a tree? Do you want like I the, think that would be cool. The thing where they like. They put a bunch of seeds in your gut, yeah. and then you get treeified. I yeah, know that, that there's, a,
1: there's like a service, I think, in California that will do that. I'll turn you into mm-hmm. a tree. I think that's badass. The Viking Funeral yeah. is pretty cool, though, too.
0: The Viking Funeral is cool. I actually, I will say, too, that's the realistic one that I want. Um, I also wouldn't hate having my corpse be shot from a cannon, like, that's through like nancy pelosi's window okay yeah yeah i'd be fine with that too but it seems like i think if you put that in your will that's one of those things that they actually don't have to honor so um only one way to find uh, out yeah yeah sure i mean i'll talk to my i'll talk to my guy my my estate lawyer see what he see what he thinks about it um (laughs) my state lawyer does also lead a three ring circus. So I know that he can get (laughs) that cannon. Um, yeah. Jack flirts with Juliet a little bit on the beach. Um, I, I like where their relationship is at where like, he very clearly likes her, even though he doesn't want to. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that that's a fun little, I don't know. I mean, we've talked about it. I love Juliet. Uh, I wonder by Brenda Lee is Brenda Lee's coming on strong over the loudspeakers. Uh, what an insane choice. Like if you wanna if you wanna exacerbate the cult vibes. Yeah <laughs> this is this is a way to do it. The, it feels like uh Ben, as Juliet goes down and leaves Jack kinda up on the hill, she goes down more towards the funeral. Ben asks her why she showed Jack his x-rays. She says well I didn't tell him they were yours, but I guess you did. Um and Ben is clearly angry with her mm-hmm. about it. Um, uh, Locke, back on the beach the next day, says that he has a plan on how to find the others. Uh, And then Said is very dismissive dismissive of Desmond for some reason. He's kind of like, why is Desmond here for this? Which I guess, but like, Desmond was involved with the hatch, which like, was a pretty big deal. Right. But yeah, Desmond thinks that they can use computers in the other hatches to uh, communicate. Uh, and thus, I guess, find out where Jack and the others are? I, it seems... I don't really know what this plan has to do with finding them. Then Chir- uh, Charlie and Hurley come up, saying that they can't find Echo's uh, trail at all.
1: Like, Why would they send them? Like,
0: Yeah, it seems like the exact two people you would not send to go do that. Uh, it, it seems like maybe Locke and Saeed should have been on that one instead of uh, the maybe-we-can-find-a-computer. Uh, but... Um, after Charlie says that Echo was talking about his brother, Locke realizes, hey, we're all actually going towards the same place, um, which, of course, is the the plane crash in the jungle. So we're, we're, we're getting that plane crash in one more time. Thank God. Um, and then we do get a scene of Echo sort of stumbling through the jungle as we go to our next flashback. Uh,
1: in this flashback, uh, we get to see what happens directly after Yummy it gets shot and leaves on the plane Mm
0: -hmm.
1: um which is an interesting perspective i like that they're filling that gap
0: yes and i will say this is like uh this is compelling just as a story beat Mm -hmm. like having no like having no other characters a guy has to pretend to be a priest it would be like enough to make its own show Mm -hmm. like there's enough for like its own show
1: there right Yeah, absolutely. Um, So he gets brought back by the military uh, and they bring him to the church. Uh, He walks, he's still in shock about the whole situation, and he sees a, a very old, worn Bible at the little confession corner that they have. Uh, and Mm -hmm. when he opens it up there's a picture of a young Echo and Yemi in it Um, a woman Amina and her son Daniel come in and mistake Echo for Yemi Uh, Echo tells them that and they don't recognize him because he's been to the church before so, yeah,
0: and also, like, you know, no offense, Echo is about two and a half feet taller than Yemi and about two and a half feet wider. Yeah. So it's insane that they were like, oh, is that Yemi? Oh, no, okay. <laughs> oh, is that uh, Martin Short? Oh, no, no, no it's Lufric. No, <laughs> um,
1: yeah, so a little weird, uh, but... Yes. <laughs> um, Echo tells them that Yemi was called away to a, a refugee camp. Um So he is taking Yemi's place. Uh, It turns out that she works at the clinic and her son, Daniel, is an altar boy. Um, She also asked him if Yemi is still going to continue his studies in London, which catches kind of Echo off guard a little bit. And Echo says that he's going to take his place there, too. So that's kind of that other gap that we get filled where right, he went for to how london he too.
0: ends up in australia at some point mm-hmm. yeah um yeah it's weird because like uh couldn't he just uh go to london yeah like there's not I, I think they talked about how like you can't take cargo on a plane but it's not like you can't just leave the country right uh echo wakes up in the jungle and we see the uh the smoke monster flitting around in the background i will say i think this is the best it's looked i think they kind of figured out this episode how to uh how to use it so that it's not like re- the cgi is not really jarring mm-hmm. yeah um, I thought it looked okay I, yeah it doesn't look bad at all mm-hmm. i think uh, but they only d- use it for a few seconds at a time which is how you do it um he uh uh, echo picks up a new stick starts trudging along and then suddenly he sees a vision of um something we don't actually even see in the in the flashbacks but later on of the gangsters that he's going to interact with um uh, he lifts up a machete that he's also i guess hallucinating and as he's about to strike one of them down uh, he suddenly sees a vision of daniel the altar boy again and then uh, eventually he's left alone in the jungle once more. Um, back on the beach, uh, Locke offers to let anybody come along to the Pearl Station. And uh, I, I, this feels like another one where it's like, oh, we're trying to like uh, answer some of the criticism people have of how only certain people get involved in the stuff on the island. So now Locke's opening it up to everybody. Um, and we get Nikki and Paolo coming along for this one. How do you feel about Nikki and Paolo? What's your what's your thoughts as of this episode?
1: Well, I don't like Paolo. <laughs> really? I think he's such a I don't I don't know. Only expletives are coming to my mind. He's just such a, okay. an asshole. Like Yeah. I don't like him. Nikki, Let's I don't just know say, enough
0: hey, he's about a, her. He's a D-bag.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. Um yeah, I, I mean, they... I don't know, they're they're fine. It really feels like the writers are trying to push them on us.
1: Yeah, and I, um, I guess if that's their answer to understanding criticism about it, like, just go yeah. with what you're doing. Maybe don't even try to address some of those, like, littler right. things. Like, <laughs> at this point, do we really need them involved? I don't know. Well, I mean, especially... This is an episode that's
0: centered around... The best character addition they've had so far, which is Echo. Like, they've done it, they've brought people in before, Mm -hmm. and it was not this ham-fisted. So, it seems like what they just wanted was to, I don't know, especially when you have Sun and Jin, who aren't in this episode, like, this could be our chance to really have everybody get involved now that everyone's so spread out. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and instead they're still just, they wanted to add some more people in so that there could always be people benched, I guess. Yeah. Um, Desmond asks Locke if, uh, they're going after Echo or if they're going after the Pearl Station. Uh, Locke tells him that it's both that the plane crashes on top of the entrance and Desmond says that's quite a coincidence and now Locke gets to be the one who says don't mistake a uh, coincidence for fate. So... I guess he's stolen Echo's line as everybody else has stolen his don't tell me what I can't do. (laughs) Um, And then we see Echo stumble to a river and uh, take a drink.
1: In the next flashback, Echo is washing his hands in the holy water. And the... I know, I love that too, <laughs> yeah, that's how he's so just good. he's just
0: using it as like a wash basin. Mm-hmm. Apparently there was a deleted scene where he's also like gargling it and then spitting it back into the oh bowl. Oh my gosh. He's using it under his armpits. Um... <laughs> um,
1: the altar boy, Daniel, tells him he's not supposed to do that and that Father Yemi <laughs> would never do that. And. Um... Hmm. Then, as they're kind of having that interaction, you can hear gunfire from out in the distance, and a group of men are in the back of a car shooting automatics into the air. Uh, The leader gets out of the car and asks where Yemi is, and it turns out that Yemi had an arrangement with this militia gang where they the church and community would receive vaccines from the Red Cross and they were allowed to keep 20% and then the rest went to Amika and his men in exchange for protection. So Amika is is the uh, leader of the group, Um, which, funny enough, was originally supposed to be Mr. Go's name. So it's kind of funny that they're recycling it in this way.
0: Yeah, they're bringing him back.
1: Uh, Now, I will
0: say, do you think it's weird that they don't say what disease the vaccine is for? They just keep saying it's for the vaccines? Yeah. Like, it seems like it could only be malaria, right? Like, I don't know why they would not want to say that. But it seems, it it honestly kind of stuck out to me this time.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I just, Um, I think it kind of, like, again, goes to show that, like, how important it is to have more diverse voices in your writer's room or at least a consultant mm-hmm. that can look yeah, over things Be like
0: hey so this is the, the vaccine that would be i personally think it's more of these snowflakes uh holly weird liberals trying to push their vaccine agenda on mm. us obviously it's about 15 years early here but that doesn't really they knew uh, excuse it it was coming um so. yeah Have you interacted with any people who are insane about the vaccine still? This is being recorded in late 2023, by
1: the way. Not in
0: person. Yeah. I think it's very funny when you see people who are still mad about it.
1: Yeah. Um, Or, like, the mask thing, too. Like, just wear a mask or don't wear a mask. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, nobody's...
0: the guy who's still getting kicked out of Costco just because he's so angry yeah. about it for yeah. some reason.
1: It's nothing to do yeah. with the mask. It's because he's yelling.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah, <laughs> yes. Because he's being a menace.
1: Um, oops. yeah, I'm glad that that is not a, a regular occurrence anymore. Um, yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, um he they do all of this in exchange for protection so the community gets protection when the militia gets these vaccines that they resell um echo tells them that he's not afraid of them and he turns his back and starts to walk away and as he's walking away amika shoots a woman who is just innocently standing by um and he says that he's going to come back on Friday when the shipment is meant to come and threatens to kill more community members if they don't hold up the arrangement.
0: Gotta feel bad for her, I yeah. gotta say. She really wasn't mm-hmm. doing nothing.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, that was kind of rough. I I wasn't expecting that to happen.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, it, it definitely is, to me, like... I mean, echo doesn't even end up taking the vaccine either, which is the wild thing like I don't know it seems like everybody else was cool with the arrangement except for him, yeah um back on the island uh as he's taking a drink, he eventually hears and then turns around and sees the smoke monster behind him uh but as he turns around it uh runs away essentially um and then Locke appears on the other side of the river saying uh hello to echo um he has Juliette this wild look Jack. on
1: his face too like he's so oh, yeah. excited to talk to echo about the smoke he's, monster he just cannot wait
0: i mean Locke has his groove back in this episode yeah. he's uh, he's he's at full i'm a shaman again Locke. Mm-hmm. um which is uh good because uh, the his replacement was echo and uh, he's not going to be around too much longer mm-hmm. uh back in his cell Juliet brings Jack his food, she has it on like a classic silver serving tray with like the thing that she takes off, uh, to reveal what it is underneath, uh, it's a cheeseburger, they flirt about how she, uh, (laughs) killed the cow and made the burger and rendered the animal fat for the fries, um, but as they're sitting there talking, Ben comes in and interrupts, he tells Juliet to leave, uh, so that... He can talk to Jack. Um, And then Ben talks about how they had a plan to break Jack and break him down and his spirit and get Jack to want to help Ben and think that he's doing it of his own free will. And he talks about how Juliet looks like Jack's ex because they wanted him to get invested in her. And he says that the plan died when Jack saw the x-rays. And so he says, he tells Jack to just kind of think about helping uh, and asks if Jack believes in God. Uh, and Jack says, why, do you, Ben? And Ben says, yeah, well, two days after I found out I had a fatal tumor in my spine, uh, a spinal surgeon fell out of the sky, which, to be fair, would definitely uh, feel like a sign mm-hmm. if I was in. Um, I like.
1: I did like his line where he was like, I want you to want to help me. Yes, yeah, <laughs> that's great.
0: I, I mean, there's some, I mean, the, again, some very cult vibes coming off of Ben in this episode. Yeah. Sure. Uh, it's good though. I, I mean, he's he really is a, a fun villain. Mm-hmm. Like you're you're happy to watch him torture Jack, which is rare.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: Loc- as they're walking through the jungle, Locke asks Echo if uh, he's looking for Yemi, uh, and Echo puts a knife to Locke's throat and tells him not to speak Yemi's name again. Uh, and Locke asks what he's afraid of.
1: In the next flashback, uh, Echo visits. Amina at the clinic to ask more about the arrangement that Yemi made with the militia gang. She Mm -hmm. encourages him to keep the arrangement and tells them that they make a nice profit on the black market when they resell them. Um, And if they didn't have this arrangement, they wouldn't have any vaccines for the community. So all of the vaccines that they do have, they owe to Yemi. Um, She also shares that Echo reminds her Reminds her of Yemi, um, and that he's a good person. Um then a split second later, he takes mm-hmm. a taxi to the disco <laughs> yes. bar where he used to hang out with his old crew and he makes his own deal with the vaccines to drop them off uh in the black market for profit.
0: Okay, but I think we should say uh he looks cool as hell. He does look. it. Very cool. And he's got a great fit. Mm-hmm. There's very few people that can pull off of those hats. What What is that? The, like, uh, kind of like duckbill hat? I don't know. It's like a, I, I don't know what those are called, like a newsboy hat, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever they are. Very few people can pull them off, but Adewale, Akinoy, Agbashay, you did it.
1: I also think that bar looks so cool. I kind of want to yeah. grab a beer at the disco bar.
0: Sure. <laughs> um just just bring your vaccine (laughs) they arrive at the plane and we do get some really uh on the nose like 80 yard lines where Paolo's like what's the big deal with this anyways and then nikki's like well don't you know echo buried his brother in the plane and then set it on fire um uh, so which again feels like it could have just been in the previously unlost
1: they're not leaving any room for people who maybe missed an episode or two. Yes,
0: I, I. I mean it makes sense. It's a big network show, and this is right where you you were like uh, on the you were in the, the the higher end of middle class if you had a Tivo mm-hmm. in, at this point in 2006, I think. Uh, Locke asks Echo what he saw, meaning like the smoke monster, I guess. And Locke talks about how when he saw he saw a bright light that was beautiful. And Echo says, well, that's not what I saw. Um, and then is this the most um, on-the-nose uh, thing that they've ever done in the show? They they pull the big boulder out of uh, the front of Yemi's tomb and look inside and, lo, his body has disappeared. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, truly, the, the only way that it could have been is like, but wait, we... We put him in there three days ago as mm-hmm. he uh, <laughs> died for our sins, perhaps. Um, but yeah, uh, Yemi's body uh, Yemi's body is missing. Uh, similar to Jack's dad. Uh, at least that's the same vibe I get. Echo says that he'll wait while Locke goes down into the hatch and Locke gives Echo back his cross, saying that he found it as he was looking for him.
1: I kind of admire Locke for just like immediately getting over having a knife to his throat. You know, gotta give yeah. props to that. They don't even like. I mean, he's touch on that.
0: Yeah, he's he's completely unbothered again by that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. which is cool. Mm-hmm. You'd love to see it.
1: Uh, in the next flashback, uh, Echo is waiting in the church for the militia game to come back. Uh, when they do, Amika knows that he's trying to sell the vaccines on his own, and he tells them that. Uh, You know, he would never he has a belief about not killing priests or something like that. Okay. And then but he Mm -hmm. said that he's going to cut off his hands to teach him a lesson. Um but as he goes in to do that, Echo kills all of them with the same machete. He uh just kinda like powers through and gets all of them. This episode is pretty bloody. Um It is. And He walks out of the church just covered in blood and holding a gun in front of the entire community. So everybody knows what he just did. They look Mm -hmm. on in horror.
0: Yeah. Now, can I ask? I will say, for me personally, I am similar to that guy. I also have um, a thing where I just don't kill priests. Yeah. Are you the same, or do you... Are you cool with it? It's
1: been a rule in my family for generations. Oh, okay. Don't yeah.
0: kill priests. <laughs> Interesting. All right. Yeah. Um. <laughs> um. Uh, yeah. It. It. I mean, obviously, I think they can't. Is the the implication show us what went on inside there? But it is wild how covered in blood he is.
1: Yeah. It reminded me of. Uh. It's one of my favorite comic book series, Preacher. They had the show on oh, okay. FX for a while. Have you seen it? Mm-hmm.
0: I haven't. I have read some of Preacher back okay. in the day, but it was it was one of those things where that was back before I knew how to steal comic books. Okay,
1: sure. Sure. Um, it like was kind of giving me little flashbacks for that. It was so good. Like sure. the PG-13 version of a very... NC seventeen comic book and TV show. Yes,
0: that's a. Yeah. I think that's that's Garth Ennis, right? I think wrote so. that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the back in the Pearl Station, uh, Nikki watches the orientation video again. Um, Said takes a look at the computer, but says, "No, this is a closed loop. We won't be able to communicate using this." Um, and then Nikki says, "Well, what about the other TVs? Can they show other hatches?" Uh, because she realized. I mean, this is again kind of like feels like them using Nikki to answer uh, fan feedback, which is that why didn't they think about the other hatches when, yeah, um, from the orientation video. And so Locke even says like, well, I feel real stupid. Um, uh, we do get a, um, I mean, I will say this, my sides were splitting. I was uh, slapping my knee, a toilet flushes. And Paolo steps out of the bathroom saying, oh, yeah, toilet still works. Um,
1: I was crying. I yeah. was rocking back and forth. I was shaking. <laughs> it was so funny.
0: It was. It was really funny. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's a great joke. Um, Said does get a new feed on one of the TVs. They see a computer room. Um, and then it the camera kind of pans over to a guy with an eye patch looking at it. Uh, wearing a Dharma jumpsuit, and then he puts his hand over the camera. Ooh, that
1: was so good.
0: It was good. I mean, it's compelling. Mm-hmm. And then Locky Lock says, Well, I guess he'll know we're coming. So that's something to look forward to.
1: I love a, an eye patch, like an evil person with an eye patch on. Oh, it's yeah. just one that's of my great. favorite things.
0: Mm hmm. Um, the, uh, uh, He's, he has a menacing look about him, even without the eyepatch, too, I will say. So, it works. Um, uh, Juliet brings in a movie for Jack to kill a mockingbird. Jack says, I don't want to watch it, so she says, alright, well, I'll just put it on without the sound on. You don't have to watch. Um, and she starts to apologize to Jack, but uh, we realize that in the video she's holding up, like, big fifth grade science project style poster boards that she's written on um uh, basically saying hey don't listen to what i'm saying right now but when ben's surgery comes around you need to pretend you're trying to help him and then kill him during the surgery and it's a complicated surgery no one would ever know and if you do i will protect you meanwhile she she's in the room talking about how ben is a great man and jack needs to do the surgery to help him um, and all this stuff. And then she says, uh, at, at the end of the video, she holds up a card that says, um, now tell me to take the video away. And so Jack does. He says, uh, take this out of here. And she says, I hope you'll think about what I said, but obviously implying um, the video, mm-hmm. uh, not what she was actually saying in real life. I will say this is one of my favorite scenes in the entire show. It's I really love this good. so much. It's, it's good. Like, mm-hmm. just the... the that aspect of, like, her talking over it with the, the like, sycophant, uh, Ben is just such a great man, with underneath just seeing her, like, realizing she's just an absolute stone-cold killer mm-hmm. is uh, really fun. <laughs> um, also, just yeah. to,
1: like, know that there's this dynamic within the others, too, and just thinking about, mm-hmm. like... Uh, what that means for the rest of the cast members and who might be like an ally to them. And it just adds so much. I I really liked it. It was really well done. Oh yeah. In the, um, Mm -hmm. in the final flashback, uh, Echo packs up his items to leave as he passes Daniel, who is sweeping up after a horrific (laughs) murder. Yeah. (laughs) He's, He's sweeping up the blood dust that's coagulated. <laughs> um, he asks if he is a bad man and that his mom says that he's a bad man. And Echo says that only God knows. Uh, Echo, on his way out, sees Amina and tells her that he is happy she has her vaccines. But she immediately cuts him off. She knows what was going on. Um, She confronts him about trying to sell them himself, and she also tells him that the men he killed will be replaced by other men. There's just going to be another militia gang that comes uh, now to take them. Um, As she is telling him this, men begin boarding up the church, and Echo starts to get upset But he's forgetting one very critical thing in the scene, and that's that he killed three people in a church, basically in front of his congregation, um, after they watched one of their other community members get shot for no reason earlier that week. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. it's it's up to them if they don't want to be in that church anymore.
0: I'd be at least considering boarding that place up, I think. Mm
1: Mm-hmm uh, so he says that, hey, that's Yemi's church, and uh she tells him that someday he will be judged for what he did by God and that he owes him for every life that he's taken. And she also tells him that he owes Yemi a church,
0: which is great. she mm-hmm. that's that's a really like just realizing that's why he was building the church on the island uh that it it's one of those things where you're like, hearing that and then knowing that echo dies in this episode is just like god i just wish we got more with him
1: yeah yeah exactly
0: um uh yemi appears to echo as he's waiting up top and echo and then uh he says it's time um for the confession and then kind of disappears in the jungle Echo chases out after him, and they meet in a absolutely gorgeous field.
1: Oh, so uh, this pretty! This is shot
0: so well; it mm-hmm. looks so cool. You got the the mountains behind it. I don't know what kind of flowers there are, but there is like a bunch of like red flowers growing, and it's it looks really cool. And Yemi says to start the confession, so Echo says, and uh, I'm just gonna read this verbatim because I love it so much. He says, "I ask for no forgiveness, Father, for I have not sinned. I have only done what I needed to do to survive." Um, and he talks about how, uh, when, uh, Daniel asked him, you know, if he was a bad man, if he could answer now, he'd say, no, um, I, I, I once killed a man to save Yemi, and, uh, I'm not sorry about that, I'm proud. Uh, and Yemi's face changes, and then he says, you speak to me as if I were your brother, which is, um, Great. That's just like, ooh, now this is Han. Mm-hmm. Um, e- e- Echo asks who he is and chases after Yemi, who's disappeared again. Um, suddenly the smoke monster appears and attacks Echo, kind of flinging him all over the jungle. Locke and the others hear the commotion, and they rush out, but they're too late. They they come across like a broken and bloodied Echo. Uh, Echo whispers something in Locke's ear and then dies. And then we see a, 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 a glimpse of young Echo, echo and yemi smiling and laughing uh this is really great <laughs> like this is actually like really like i thought this was very uh touching and mm-hmm. uh, well done and i wish that the episode had just ended on this
1: oh same here
0: i uh i because i don't this to me is just kind of like eh, but saeed asks what echo says and then Locke says well he said we're next and then end of the episode. He could have made not that... a good enough cliffhanger. No,
1: not no, no, not good at all. They could have made what he said a cliffhanger and then brainstormed mm-hmm. for a little bit longer and gotten something maybe a little bit juicier. So Yes. Just really disappointed. Yeah. I yeah. yeah. There are elements of this episode that I like so much, but just mm-hmm. knowing that it's Echo's last episode with us, I feel like they like you were saying, really did yeah. him a disservice and would have liked to see something a little meatier for a send-off.
0: And especially now knowing the circumstances too, it just makes the whole thing feel worse. Yep. Yeah. Unfortunately. Uh, but yeah, I think overall I really enjoyed this episode. Um, it came in at number ninety nine on IMDB.
1: Hmm.
0: Which uh, I, I don't think it deserves to be that low. I mean, like you like we said, there's elements of it that don't don't really work. But there's elements of it that are great. And, you know, I do I really do love the thing with the videotape. Um, all of Echo's stuff is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, like, well done in the episode. So I wonder if people are just rating it low because they don't like that Echo's gone. Like, he is a fan-favorite character. It's not like there's any kind of... There's, it's, not the, it's not the way it is now where people would be mad that a black man was on the show. Mm-hmm. And uh, be thrilled when he finally died or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know why. It, I don't know. I think ninety nine is way too low for this one.
1: Where would you put it? Uh,
0: oh, I would say at least in like the fifties. Mm. That would be. I, I think so. At least. Mm-hmm. How about you?
1: I would say like, like, high forties,
0: mm-hmm. like around yeah. there.
1: Because I. I do really genuinely like every time that we get a little flashback with echo, I yeah. have always really enjoyed his. I think that his well I mean they were some of the best in season two so mm-hmm. um yeah, I think it I would rate it pretty high, but it just is so disappointing that he left the way that he did.
0: yeah um, and then next week uh, we will be getting. The episode, I Do, which is a Kate episode. Um, Kate and Sawyer did not appear either in this one. Mm. But that kind of feels alright to me. We've gotten a lot of them lately.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: But yeah, overall, uh, uh, good episode. Wish wish he wasn't gone. If uh, if you like the show, you can go to, uh, you can email us, allthebestpodcasts at gmail.com. You can tweet at us, at pods. Uh, you can also give us a rating on Apple iTunes or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Emma, um, how many stars do you think uh, they should be giving us uh, for the rating? Oh,
1: uh, five stars. A solid five.
0: Five stars. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So that's one star for each uh, pre-recorded line that Nikki and Paolo deliver giving us exposition in this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, next week we'll have I Do... Um, but, uh, until then, get Get lost.
1: lost.